Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Blaschenberg. I'm your host for Yoga Birth Babies, and today we're going to talk about grief, anxiety during pregnancy, and early parenthood during covid And I have Jessica Shapley. She's a certified social worker and mother of two, and she's been with PYC for years, and she's an amazing person. When I thought about what's going on for somebody that is pregnant or just had a baby, and the idea that maybe they had a certain vision of how they want their pregnancy to be, and it's not that right now, there's a certain amount of grief. There's a certain amount of anxiety about what's going on. And then there's even how do I even parent during this self-isolation So when I was pondering this, I thought Jessica is the person to talk to. She leads our new mom support groups at the studio. And I know these things have come up in her groups because they're currently happening. So she shares some amazing information, some insight, and she's just a generally well-rounded, fantastic person. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Before we get to that, I want to say Thank you to those who have been leaving ratings and reviews um, It on our podcast. It really just delights me. And before I started recording this intro, I thought, let me take a look, see if anything's come up. And somebody did. So I want to leave. This is from Crazy for Macy. And she says, highly recommend. Absolutely love this podcast. Deb is, Deb is a great interviewer, and there's a range of topics, interesting topics, that will appeal to many pregnant people, caregivers of babies, young children, and people in the birth work field. So I want to say thank you for that. I really appreciate your time and effort to do that. If you have a moment, and this podcast really speaks and resonates to you, so I would ask you if you can just jump over to wherever you listen to this and leave a rating interview. It helps people find us. And then just another announcement. I've made this in the last couple podcasts, but it's now official. I put it out there on our website and we are doing the fall teacher training online. It took a little bit to get there. We finished, we're finishing the spring one online and I thought, we don't know what's going on. We don't know where we're going to be in the fall. And instead of pivoting last minute, we're just making the decision. That way people can plan. And the people I've already spoke to, just even today, one of the fall teacher trainees, she lives in Connecticut. She's like, great. I don't have to worry about getting into the city and accommodations. So we just thought, let's just call it. We're going to do the fall prenatal yoga teacher training online. So if you've wanted to study with us, but it's been un, you've been unable to travel to New York twice, because that's not accessible for everybody because it's over two long weekends, don't worry. Stay home. Do it with us online. It's really fun. It's interactive. We take enough breaks that you don't get um, the kind of that whole Zoom fatigue. We're well aware of that because we're there with you too. So that's exciting. Um, And then we're going to see what goes ahead. We do have a plan that will be in Washington, D.C. later in the year. I think we're going back to Richmond as well. It's kind of all up in the air, but I believe that's going to happen. But I'm excited that we made the decision for the fall teacher training. And then don't forget, we've got our other online offerings and the whole studio is basically online at this point. So far and away, please join us because we're here. All right, I'm going to take a super quick break. And when we come back, please enjoy my conversation with Jessica. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Um, well, as we described, I'm holed up in my room right now. My kids are downstairs. Um, quiet, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, baking cookies today. That's one of our, I'm, I'm using that as a, a science. I'm like that, that covers science for today for, for it covers school. a few things. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Measurements, mm-hmm. math. So yep. yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's where we are. Today's actually been a pretty, pretty decent day. It's up and down, which is exactly what I thought this conversation is so important. So talking about grief and anxiety during social distancing, pregnancy, postpartum, I I feel for the community because this is, it's a big time. So I guess before we get into that, I know you, I've known you for years, but others may not. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your work. Well, I'm a licensed social worker. I do couples and family therapy. Uh, I run the new mother support groups at prenatal yoga center and around the city. Uh, I'm a sleep consultant and uh, I'm another person in this world right now that has the backdrop of COVID. So um, while I'm healthy and my family is healthy, um, there is that backdrop. So I am navigating that as an individual and I am navigating that with my clients as well. And, yeah, and you've been um, doing the support groups, which is why I thought you're really yes. hearing it probably like the raw information from the, from the student body. So that's why I thought you'd be the perfect person. So I guess let's just dive right in. Um, one of the things I was thinking about, about this experience as I was relating it through the lens of what I'm going through is I had a bit of a sense of grief for my own family, especially my kids. Like I have a kindergartner, I have a third grader and they're expressing grief of what they're not getting. You know, they, they had like field day at the end. And, um, my son was in this like class play and my daughter's feeling a sense of grief and loss about, kindergarten, like this really, I think kindergarten is this really special time. And I was thinking about how that then relates to the pregnant people and this feeling of loss of the pregnancy. Maybe they envisioned the pregnancy they might've tried really hard for and spent years trying to have. And then the, the, the loss of the vision of maybe early postpartum so I know this prop, this theme probably comes up a lot in your support groups. I thought I would just present this and kind yeah. of let you run with it. Yeah. 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 I think uh, grief is one of the main things across the board, but certainly with this population that people are feeling attached to sort of the expectations, as you said, what I thought it would be like, what I hoped it would be like, what I plant it to be like. Um, and so I'm fine, you know, and then the complication around that grief, because the excitement or the joy of the pregnancy, the excitement and the joy and the hopefulness of, of, of your new baby and your new family and all that. So it's sort of this mixed feeling. How dare I feel sad or grieving when I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant finally, or I'm pregnant, period, or I'm, I'm have, I had this baby and thank God the baby is okay. And how can I possibly be grieving? And so it's a complicated time and I would call it a complicated grief. And what I think just generally about grief across the board, historically in this setting, et cetera, is you got to make space for that. You got to honor that. We have to honor that with our children. We have to honor that within ourselves. And to be able to hold a place within ourselves, within our heart, where we can hold that grief and that sadness and that disappointment. And still, we can also, at the same time, hold the the joy of perhaps the moment or the gratitude of the moment. Um I think the most important piece, I'll just reiterate, is giving that space and honoring that, giving grief some space and honoring that. It's so important. And so everybody is feeling it. oneself out of it, just giving, letting yourself be there, acknowledging it, let it run its That's course. Right. 
That's right. I mean, not even let it run its course. It's not even about that necessarily, um, but let it just be. You know, and there's going to be times, even in the beginning of this conversation with you, today was a decent day, have ups and downs. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is this is all a part of it, you know, um, riding the wave, being sitting, sinking into it, and yet you are emerging from it. And, and that feeling of grief might be a wave. Um, it might be a day. It might be a moment, just like any emotion. Um have you encountered but people that haven't been able to pull themselves out of it? That they're just feeling such a sense of loss by what they had envisioned? And what would you say to, say you were in the support group and you did have someone that was just, mm-hmm. they just couldn't yeah. get themselves out. It was just, it's so opposite of what they had envisioned and they're just really in despair. Yeah, well, I think with any client in despair, any person in despair, there's a lot of parts that need to be addressed or looked at or, or calculated and postpartum, you know, issues around postpartum blues and postpartum mm-hmm. depression that needs to be assessed different and separately, but mm-hmm. in conjunction with the sadness, the the grief around this setting. Um, so, I mean, that would be one piece to assess that. Said, um, talk the person that keeps ruminating back to yet yeah, the yeah, but yeah, but look where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, I have not seen that. I have not seen that. I think that this that um, in the groups that hold with the couples that I'm working with, with the families that I'm working with, that it might come around and touch that topic again, that sort of hopeless topic. In some, at some points, mm-hmm. the unfairness feeling at some points. Uh, there's also the hope, the resilience, the pulling it together for self and baby and family that both creates this bittersweetness of this time, but mm-hmm. also helps, helps pull out of some of the um, most difficult parts of this grieving process with regard to the climate we are in. Mm. So I I have, I I do see people, you know, struggling, certainly. Um, And some of, some to ground, just in terms of uh, practical things, so some of the work, um, besides honoring the, those feelings that might come up, you know, around grief or any other feeling for that matter, mm-hmm. is grounding yourself in sort of what you do have control over, you know. And as we know, postpartum, a time where it's like, uh, you know, the baby rules the roost. There's not. It's not like we. There's much control, so to speak. But there are some ways to sort of manage or not overwhelm it with uh, what's going on in this climate. So that might be uh, stepping back from media, um, reaching out to friends and networks and, uh, and others via Zoom or FaceTime or Facebook, for that matter. For that matter. Mm. Um, grounding yourself in a more mindfulness practice. Uh, what what is in this moment? In this moment, my baby isn't crying. In this moment, uh, my partner and I are able to sit by the sunny window while I nurse my baby. You know, in this moment, coming back to the moment um, can help with sort of not falling into a depressive loop around the grief, mm-hmm. but still honoring that grief. Mm, I like that. Now, would you classify kind of the grief and loss differently than maybe anxiety around this time? Or is that kind of the same thing, just kind of semantics? Uh, so, um, no, I do think it's, I do think it's different. Um, but I think there's sort of in the Venn diagram of it, there's overlap. Okay. But I do think, um, you know, there's the grief of, the expectations or the hopes you might have had that that can't be, 
mm-hmm. you know, and that might be, you know, when things are starting to get perhaps easier with your baby and you're ready to kind of venture out into the sidewalk or whatever and meet a friend for a cup of coffee or tea or, you know, we're not doing that, you know, and that's disappointing and we're not bringing our baby to all these classes now that they're able to do this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. Um, Are you finding I will people... say before oh, yeah. I get into... Go ahead. I was just going to ask the things I had, but please, please, please continue. All right, you know, but I will say that what I am finding uh, with the moms and the groups that I've had during this time frame... What I've heard repeated over and over again around sort of the sadness around that, yes, but also, wow, I'm not busy doing. Mm. I'm actually able to be. And that perhaps one of the gifts or the possibilities of this time frame, this way, way, way slowed down time frame, is that um, you're actually able to be more still. You're you're actually able to watch your baby and kind of go with a rhythm instead of impose a rhythm sometimes. I I so love that, that you said that. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I yeah. feel like have you um, found that too in your family? I have. And you know it's really interesting because you know me, I'm, I'm rather organized. And I used to look at the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and in my brain, I, I organized into what I call four quadrants. I had the Saturday morning, the Saturday afternoon, the Sunday morning, the Sunday afternoon. Like I would mm-hmm. kind of, we'd, we'd fill those often, um, mm-hmm. you know, activities and play dates and, you know, outings. And while they were fun, you know, they, they were exhausting. Mm-hmm. And there was something actually... Yeah really nice that mainly Sunday's the day that it's just really open that we, it's just yeah. spacious and I'm actually enjoying, we don't, we're not running anywhere. Um, you know, even during the regular right. school week, there was pickup and drop off and activities and Hebrew school, yada, yada. It was just, it was constant movement, constant right. juggling. And while I do want my kids to have that socialization again, there is mm-hmm. something nice about the slowing down, like you said, like the this being together as a family. That said, there's other times that I'm like, please get out of the house and leave me alone. Um, but I, I, I am in- <laughs> Which we'll address in a minute. We'll, we'll address that kind of stuff in a minute. Yeah. Where yeah. I was literally like, can mm-hmm. I just go to the bathroom by myself without you asking me questions? Yes. Like that, please, yeah, we God, can talk please. about that. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But there is something that the force to slow down, the force to really be together, the force to get to know each other even deeper. I, I have, I would say I've enjoyed that a good 95, 90% of the time. Right. And for a lot of couples, certainly not all couples and certainly not all, uh, new moms or moms are coupled, but Mm -hmm. for some, the having partner there during your maternity leave, so to speak, and mm. then some, uh, for you both to learn the rhythms, for you both to to watch the baby in a different way. Not that it doesn't co- it comes in a perfectly sealed package. I don't want to imply that at all. But for some people, this has really been. Um, really a gift in in many ways. And the other part of what you were asking before, you were saying before, is, you know, where does the grief and, and where is it anxiety and where is the overlap? You know, the anxiety is when it becomes overwhelming. The anxiety is when you are stuck in the rumination and what you might start doing um, as future tripping, you know, so kind of, kind of make, looking into the future over there, and not being able to get any sense of what that is. And that becomes the anxious piece, the what if piece, the oh my God piece. Um, and certainly as a new mom, there's some of that that happens anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are partnered with thousands of other people that if we can pull the future in, 
And I said, said this in my new moms groups uh, for years and years, just generally, pulling the future in. The future what do you mean by isn't, that? Go, go a little bit deeper what you mean by that. Yeah. So the future isn't a month away. Yeah. The future is not a month away, three months away, six months away. Sometimes the future is later this afternoon. And then that's what we have to do is keep the future very close. You know, mm. if our baby is not sleeping or if we're having a rough day, if we think about, oh my God, how long is this going to last? Will she ever sleep uh, separately? Will she ever uh, feed differently? The word ever, will it ever? Mm -hmm. You know, when that becomes the future, bring it in. Let's just take it minute by minute, day by day, um, hour by hour, perhaps every few days by every few days. It gives us in this environment, absolutely, but in life, just generally, it gives us a chance to not have whatever it is we're worrying or fretting or nervous or anxious about become too big. It doesn't necessarily need to be bigger than what it is. Hmm. And yeah, so bringing so the future closer. Yeah. I get that. Actually, it's interesting you're saying that. I was talking today in um, the 12 o'clock postnatal I was teaching, and I always work up to a peak pose, but I happen to have a few students that had a pretty strong practice. So I said where we're going, and I could say, I, one of them, their eyes got kind of big, and I said, let's not worry about, let's not get overwhelmed by, you know, where we're going to work into. Let's just take it pose by pose, step by step to get there, and we may never get there. You know, let's just, but, and when I said that, I could see her and be like, oh, Okay, I just have to take you know, each step, and I might, you know, I might get my body in it, and I might not. So it kind of sounds the same thing that when we look at the yeah. end goal, it could feel overwhelming yeah. as opposed to the yeah. the pieces to get there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I as you were saying that, uh, it all it also reminded me of you know in normal world when you're <laughs> out with your toddler and you're taking a walk with them to get to the playground or to get to that thing you were going to go to that the one and they want to stop minutes. at every <laughs> yeah yeah uh, a lifetime you know and that phrase it's not it's not the destination it's the journey Mm-hmm. And I think that's very applicable to this time and this framework and to so many things. It's, you know, eventually your baby will sleep and will sleep well. Eventually, you know, you might have X, Y, Z worry off the plate. Okay, that's that's all going to, you know, let's, let's just be here now, though. And right here now, let's take a look around. And, and when looking around, let's say, can ground ourselves in sort of this in the moment stuff in this it, it's almost like life has become uh in this meta kind of way a mindfulness practice mm-hmm. because we cannot go too far in the future and as we a new mom it. we yeah. cannot go too far in the future right here right now we know it our babies, our babies eating calmly. Oh, my baby found their hands. Oh, I was able to. I'm able to eat the sandwich um, and chew fully because she's sleeping, or you know, whatever it is. So mindfulness and gratitude and and Slowing flexibility down. and keeping the future close. All like of those that. things slowing down. Yeah. From the groups yeah. that you're leading, what are you hearing about the sense of isolation in early parenthood? I, I feel like that would be a struggle for a lot, especially in New York where, you know, you look out the window. I remember because my babe, my second was born in winter and it was really, really cold. And my pediatrician did not want us to go out. And I would look out the window and be like, life is happening out there. And I am in here. Um, and I felt very isolated and started to get overwhelmed. What are you hearing in your groups about that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a theme that has come up in waves at different times during this time frame over the past two months or so. Um, the that isolation piece in that early parenthood just generally can be a thing. 
Um, but what I have also found in the groups is if people are reaching out to other people, so in, in, in the groups that are run, this is already happening once or more times a week, um, that that can be grounding and that can be relieving. When you're a new parent, one of the, the things that I truly believe is so helpful um, is talking to other new parents, talking to other new moms, going and growing through it. And so, you know, back to the, yes, um, you might be grieving the expectation or hope that you would have been out and about. Um, that might be a part of it, but that isolation piece, um, it's sort of, there's a little bit of this happens in this time frame. New parenthood tends to be somewhat isolating anyway or can be. Um, being a new parent for the first time, you don't know that experience. So it seems that it might just be COVID-related uh, in this, this climate, and that might spark up some of that anxious piece. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I am finding in the groups, conversation around what is this like for my baby? Mm -hmm. My baby was just starting to get social, starting to make eye contact, really enjoying faces of other people, you know, liked walks with me walking to Central Park. Um, my sense is that your baby is fine no matter what, if you're fine. And so for the mom finding a place where they can complain and rejoice with someone else or a group of other people has really made a difference to a lot of people. And knowing that, like all of us, whether we have new families or not, knowing that there's waves in this, there's ups and downs. Ups and downs can come in a day. Ups and downs can come in a moment. And, um, you know, riding those waves and reaching out, not being too proud to reach out, mm. you know, whether it's to your partner or to your friend or to your therapist or your group that you're a part of, reaching out, stay, finding ways to stay connected is important no matter what. And I think is particularly important in this time when physically we're not connected to so many people. Yeah, I think you're right. The staying connected. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'd love to hear what you're noticing the biggest concerns are at this time and what kind of support you're offering them. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Okay, so what are you hearing about yeah. the biggest concerns at this time? And when you do hear that, what are you offering them in terms to help them? Yeah, well, even building on what we were just talking about, that sort of the connection, finding ways to connect. Um, so, you know, activating your social networks or reaching out to other mothers or 
going on um, various chat groups, uh, Facebook pages, whatever, to connect with others growing through this new parenting experience um, so you don't feel so alone. Um, implementing routines is another mm-hmm. thing we talk about, you know, and, and while your baby, you know, as a new mom, we often want, when is our baby going to, you know, be on a schedule? I'm not talking about schedule and I'm not even talking about baby, but ritualizing some routines for yourself as a, an adult, as a mom, as a new mom, as a human, you know, and that might be and it might come at different times during the day because you're catching, perhaps you're catching sleep where you can't, where you can. But uh, ritualizing certain parts of your day, maybe it's time that when you connect with your partner, maybe it's you're starting to implement infant massage, doing some infant massage with your baby, um, or when you give your baby a bath, sort of ritualizing that time for yourself as much as your baby. Um, Having some things in the day that are for yourself, that whether it's, you know, let's taking jump a, into that more. Yeah. 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 Right. Cause you actually, right. I have so that, that as a topic as well as I did want to talk about schedules, but we can get there in a second, but let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. The new parent, um, brand new baby, assuming maybe partnered, maybe partners at home. How do, how, how do we get that time carved out? It's hard. Like new babies require a lot of hands on time. Right. That's right. That's right. So there's going to be a a need for flexibility in it. And perhaps, I mean, if you are partnered, really setting your, you know, that whole saying, you know, when you're on an airplane, you put on the mask for yourself first before attending to others, um, really prioritizing some part of the day, even 10 minutes, even 15 minutes. That is your time. So that might be a negotiation with your your partner. If you're partnered, asking for what you need. I need some time at this time tomorrow. I need three o'clock unless I'm feeding from three to four. I need to be able to take a bath take a shower. Um, you know, if you, if you can do this, take a walk around the block. Um, some separate time can be helpful. Maybe that's not possible. Doing that time with your baby, lying down with your baby, um, listening to music that you want to listen to, uh, talking to a friend as you're walking around, uh, doing some things that are things that bring you something, feed you in some way, is is imperative. Um, And what I've been doing a lot of work with in my groups, in my individual and couple session, is your breath, coming back to your breath, coming back into your body, has been, uh, is a one-minute to 15-minute reboot. You know, come back into deep, long breathing, breathing in deep to a count, breathing out very slowly to count. It recalibrates. It resets a moment. Mm -hmm. Bringing yourself into your moment, into your body, into your breath can really do a lot in terms of caring for self, making sure you're eating meals, making sure you're drinking enough water. Having that be a priority, reaching out to your friend to help you remember to do that, putting it in your calendar so your your phone gives you a little beep and tells you, okay, time to drink another cup of water. Um, setting up stations in your house where there's water or some food for you to snack on, as, you know, when you're nursing, how depleted you can get. Um but I love These what you're the- saying about the, the one hour because sometimes and doing things, what made me think is when it said listening to music you like. I mean, I feel like I've listened to kids yeah. pop and then in the early stages, like nursery rhymes and Disney galore. And I think sometimes it's really especially- nice of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> a secret is I kind of like some of the Disney stuff. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I will sing My Little Mermaid along with with, with Sage. Um, but okay, it, okay, all good. <laughs> my dear little secret there. But it did make me think about the early stages of parenthood often co- can collide with an identity crisis of like, all I am is now a parent. And now someone really can feel trapped in that role as they're trying to find out who they are, their parent. Yes, but they still have some likings of their own. They don't have to totally sacrifice. And I can imagine when one is isolated and the world has gotten kind of small, that that identity could get lost a little bit too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everything that can you can go through postpartum say is magnified yeah. in this setting. Yes, absolutely. So it takes it takes intention. That's it takes it. Intention, intention. Yes. And surrender and flexibility. But yes, I'm the the intention is key. I intend to consider myself in this day as well. Yes. Um, I think oh that is, is you just totally hit it. Claim yes. It. Be, Because it's so easy to go through your day for someone else, go through your day also with the anxiety and the grief of what's happening and not even set intention of like, but wait a minute, what can I do for me? I'm still me. I'm still, oh, wow. I love that. Yes. That really struck, that struck something at me. Right. And even, you know, I think that even the music is a good, play the music you like. Too. I mean, yeah. and if that happens to be the Little Mermaid, all, <laughs> that's not my I'm first choice. For it's just... <laughs> but you know, just saying. But yes. I mean, especially for new mom, play the music you want to hear. You know, play, listen to a podcast, escape in those moments um, that you can maybe bring your baby into with you, or if you have uh, the luxury of. Uh, sharing space and time with someone else, you know, you can divide and conquer or you can all do it together. Um, So it is going to look a little different, but uh, the intention is to incorporate you in the day, Mm. incorporate you somewhere and somehow in the day. How do I wish to do that? That's so important. Um, you really hit yeah. something there. Thank you. I like that. I'm going to tap into a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions. So I want to tap into a little bit of your sleep consultant brain. So when I was yeah. writing this up, I was thinking one thing that I found a little stressful. Um, again, I'm a little type A. When I had my kids is I really did keep to a sleep and nap schedule. And so as I was thinking, I was like, well, they're, they're home. That's great. So you don't have to worry about running home or anything. But are you finding that, I mean, this might be more for the older child, sleep regression mm-hmm. or things now that the whole mm-hmm. family, what about now that the whole family is home? Um, and especially if they're in right. New York and it's not, say you have a newborn and then you have a toddler, which is not unusual. And, you know, yep. the toddler used to be at some sort of preschool or you know, whatever. And now, and then, and if it's a bigger family, everyone's home. How, how is that being handled? I I would say it's, I think it's being experienced all over the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, you know, people are doing it in all sorts of ways. Um, Just like at any other time, what works for the family, whoever makes up that family, is what needs to be considered. And so for the, for, if you, um, if you are a parent that, has a that that you have a, a sleep plan that's been working with your child, sticking with that sleep plan uh, will help in all sorts of ways. Where it, when it goes off the rails, uh, as you're you know, like you just described, you know they're not getting out and running around in the same way. This again for the older, perhaps the older child. Um, but not getting out, running around, getting as much fresh air, all those pieces uh, can make sleep time more difficult. Um, yeah. So during this time, we're all writing the script as we're going through it. But if you have a sleep plan that has worked, you know what you can fall back on 
and sticking to that as best you can, which might mean you're you are cutting down on the naps for those that are still taking naps, uh, for like the the four year old that or the three year old rather that might still be taking a nap might look a little different now, um, but they still need sleep. They still need sleep and being exposed to as much daylight, whether they're able to actually run around outside in it all day long, keeping the structure for especially for the younger for the older young child is, mm-hmm. is really important. I'm sure you find this in your home too. Mm-hmm. Um, the structure, the kids rely on that, count on it. Um, and so Keaton, that goes right into sleep schedules. For the younger babies and toddlers, um, where it might be more all over the place, listen, you have to do what's working for the family. So if going to bed at 9 o'clock at night um, and sleeping till you know later in the day is actually working, okay, then there's nothing broken there. Mm-hmm. If something isn't feeling right, if, the, uh, if it's become more disruptive, if it's becoming all over the place, that might be the place where we're going to have to tighten up, where you're going to have to tighten up. Um, it might be that you skew everything later, you skew everything a bit earlier, but being consistent and being flexible is going to be important because you don't know... You know, what will work on a regular day, meaning six months ago, Mm -hmm. and what will work now, there might be some difference, but it's within a range. It's not all different. So if someone's getting kind of anxious about it, just kind of go with it. Like, you know, your child eventually will sleep again. It's not going to ruin them. That's good. A hundred thousand. I can imagine percent. some people like, Absolutely. no, I must. All right. So I was also thinking about, again, I was picturing my life when I was in New York and if we were still in an apartment, all of us, especially if someone maybe had been on maternity leave and they kind of got into their own groove of being a parent. And maybe if they, again, if they yeah. are partnered, the partner wasn't there as much. So I'm kind of painting a big picture here, but now that everyone's mm-hmm. cohabitating a little closer, closer. Any advice for how the parents can deal with their own parenting skills and this constant togetherness? Because I think that could also be, we're talking about grief. There could be literally a grief of, I just, you know, I had it going, I had my routine, you know, and now I know I've lost what what I felt in the groove with. I lost, do you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm getting at? So I'd love to be, (laughs) okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, again, um, communication with your partner is going to, it's always important, right? Like the better we communicate with our partner, the better chance we have of getting our needs met, getting their needs met, etc. So communication is going to be key. Humor is going to be key. (laughs) And in the practical places, creating structure and creating physical structure in the house. So, you know, you might only be living in a one bedroom. This is a reality. And then maybe there's one, you know, maybe your partner is back at work already. Maybe you're even back at work. So there's going to be this tag teaming. There's going to be, um, you know, perhaps looking at the calendars, coming up with with schedules, either verbally or written down, like, this is these are the hours I have to work, creating, you know, and then, so where can I get my needs met in here? I need to be able to take a nap and take a shower. Can you work your schedule so I have this time for my shower and this time for my rest time during the daytime hours. So that tag teaming is important. Splitting up the day is important. The communication is going to be really important. In terms of the physical space, creating space, even in that studio, even in that one bedroom, that this is the work area. This is where I, this is where partner or I do my outside of home work. Um, So that there's a, differentiation in space and time between this is when I'm at the office and this is when I'm with the family mm-hmm. uh, can be helpful. Um, setting up blocks of time where 
This is free time checking in with the other person during the day, even if it's a full day of work for one person. Checking in, whether that's by text or maybe even now the luxury of a squeeze or a hug. Um, or, uh, you know, just phys- some physical contact is going to can be very helpful in sort of grounding you through the day. It's hard because, you know, perhaps the mom on maternity leave um, doesn't want to bother the partner who happens to be home but isn't really as involved as you would hope or think because they're still at work all day long. Have that conversation. What is what is in fact possible? And maybe and, it's not possible. And that but maybe there is something that some, can be Yeah, and that can create some anxiety. I know my husband and I have really had to work around his time working, my time working. Um Mm-hmm. And it's a juggle. It's a really strong balancing. And, yes. and and I know that there's been times like I have teacher trainings during this. I'm literally teaching, luckily I have a basement, but I am there for like almost 30 hours a weekend. And I know that we're, yeah. there's a respect yeah. of like, yeah, I have to do this is I love to do it. But then there's also a little resentment at times. Like now I'm with the kids the whole time. So what about, can you speak right. to how that may come up as well? Well, I think you said it perfectly. It's going to come up, you know, it's going to come up and nothing is going to be as perfect as we hope it will be. Right. So, or maybe you're not going to do, you know, keeping those expectations lower. I joke, but I'm not, I'm, I am actually serious. Like keeping that bar, maybe only a few inches off the ground, you know, keeping the bar kind of lower. We're alive. We're fed. <laughs> like, yes, we're, exactly. we're, we're bathing on a regular exactly. basis. Like, that's where our semi semi regular. <laughs> yes, yes, keeping that low. So, so, and that's sort of you know, um, there allow for more forgiveness in your own work, in your own production, um, in your own perhaps parenting. You know, we it's talk about being a good enough parent. You know, here's an opportunity to really let that shine. You know, we're we're imperfect, thank God. And here, here, look how imperfect imperfect I am. Um, in terms like of that, the, the yeah, football, we can actually embrace it, the imperfect because embrace I think sometimes it. socially, we. You know, I remember going to like the playgrounds, and be like, oh, that person seems such a great parent, and I'm a hot mess. You know, that's at least yeah, taken right, off the exactly. table, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> at least we can be, that's, we don't have to worry about that. Um, so let's that's look at that positive. Right. So, right. so maybe embrace right. the imperfect because there's no one to judge you but yourself. So, okay. We're but I little. think it's all, and, and what you said was really important. Like the resentment that can build the, Hey, wait a minute. Who's working more here? You know, yeah. I was with the kids all morning. I need a break too. And I need to teach. And I've been working all day and I need a break too, before I take on the kid, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. That has to be part of the conversation. That has to be part of the communication. If you are able to use a sense of humor God bless. That's really going to go a long way, <laughs> you know, because, yeah, it's it's really challenging. And um, at any point, it's really challenging. But when you're both sort of navigating space and time and hours and child care and work and, you know, work-life balance with a big ha-ha attached to it, you know, um, there's not, it's going to look different. Especially being first-time parents, there's enough anxiety already, like, let's just keep this baby alive. Now we're trying to keep the baby alive, and we don't have really the help around. That's anxiety-producing as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, There is no perfect way to do it. You, You know, I'm sure you find this, too. There are days... Or weeks that you feel like, oh, we had our groove down this day or this week. And then another day or another week, it's like, oh, my God, what just happened here? Yeah. You know, or I went, or I can't stand that person I made that baby with. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, um, normal. Yeah. Normal. 
Well, before we wrap up, is there, I'm gonna, I'm go, I still have a couple more questions, but is there, before we start to transition, is there anything that you think we haven't covered about early parenthood, grief, anxiety during this very unusual time? Oh, yeah. I think, I think grounding yourself or at least reminding yourself for a new parent that this is not, certainly the backdrop is different, right? And the, the, the thing about the backdrop being different is everybody in this country and world has a similar backdrop. Mm. So there's, there's that, but for a new parent, it often looks like this anyway. You're nesting in. You're nesting in. You're going from room to room. You're on a 24-hour kind of cycle. Um, there's less of a, a delineation of day or night or structure or routines. And this is, this is that. So changing your expectation of what new parenthood would look like, say what the first couple months might look like, it's not, it's, listen, it's very different in that you might not have visitors, you might not be able to, uh, you're not going maybe to grandparents or grandparents coming to you or where you might have had a night nurse, you're not having a night nurse or whatever the thing might be for your family. But um, you're also nesting in. And you're also learning your baby. And you're also figuring this stuff out. And you would be doing this six months ago as you're doing it now. Mm. It's just sitting in the context of a different landscape that makes it feel so different and kind of adds those other parts to it that are challenging, to Mm. say the least. Um, that's perfect. And ground, yeah. And and again, I do want to say, just grounding yourself in your breath, your body, checking in with yourself, knowing that you are okay. This is okay. I I will be okay. I am okay. My baby's okay. Remembering that, reaching out to other moms. Um, or support systems um, in the ways you can is that really really helpful? Whether it's yeah. a virtual new mothers group, uh, which hopefully in the near future or some future will be a physical Not mothers virtual, group. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, now you've already given some major pieces of advice and tips, but if you have now been a mother of two girls, you have been doing this work for as long as I've known you, um, baby after baby after mm-hmm. baby. I'm sure you've worked with hundreds of thousands of babies. If when we come back, if you yeah. can offer one tip or piece of advice that you'd like to offer new or inexpectant parents. So it doesn't have necessarily do even about COVID or anxiety or grief, just, or maybe it does just something from your very rich knowledge that you'd like to leave us with. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we are back. So, do you have one juicy tip or piece of advice <laughs> that you'd like to offer new or expected parents? Yeah, connection. Mm. Connection. Connection, connection, connection. And I'd say next to that, surrender, holding up mm. the white flag. Um, so, connection in any way you can do that. Connecting with support systems, resources, other, and specifically, or maybe most importantly, other new moms, community. That is, uh, I find that to be a priceless piece of uh, 
strength building and um, groundedness at you any time. That I don't know where it went to. Yes, we had, I know what you're say. Oh, we that, had that beautiful yes. picture at I PYC that. that said surrender. I have no idea. That's right. What happened to where it? Did that but go? I don't know. I don't know. But it was perfect. If we get back, which we will someday, we'll get back. <laughs> when we get back, <laughs> we, will, we, will. we will. We will. Yes. Actually, today marks two months yes. that I've been to the studio. Oh my god! But when we get back, Oof, yeah. I will find yes. something similar. It was a poster that yeah. said surrender. Yeah. And I had it in yes. the in our old studio in the dress and where often parents would go when they had yep. their crying baby. Usually it's where everyone wanted their babies crying. They want to get out of the main room. They went there and it was just there for the idea yes. of like surrender. So I'm going to find that because I think really that comes, there's so many great pieces you gave the idea of intention and surrender. And I think surrender just kind of covers it. Like we, we can't change what's going on out there, but we can change how we That's can surrender right. to it. And surrender yes, and, kind of, and yes. ride it out. So, oh, I love that's that. Right. I think that's like riding the, the wave. Yeah, I'm going to pull that. Like, surrender is kind of the golden word of this whole experience. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's so, right. We could spend our time fighting it or we can ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Where can people find your work? So, people can find my work. I have a website that. One day I will really, really update, um, but <laughs> momsupport.org. <laughs> I see because um, I've known you for a very long call. time. <laughs> oh, I think That's I've said that for story. about 15 years, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so you can call me. You can email me, uh, jessica at momsupport.org. Uh, you can call me at 347-875-7123. You want to give your phone number um, out on a podcast? There okay. you go. What the hell? Um, you know, and then, of uh, course, at PYC. Yeah, reaching out. And Say that course, again? And, of course, you're at PYC. So and, of course, will... I'm at PYC. And With my group's wonderful... through there continue to run your groups. I still am friends with people. I met in the group when I was with Shay, when he was 10 weeks old, your groups are special. Your groups are really special. And I hear that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the owner of the studio. I'm saying that as somebody that has been through it, I am saying that as someone that hears other students talk about, they're still friends with their original crew, even though a lot of people are now in different states, some even different countries, there's something really special about what you do with them. And it's, it is such an honor that you have been with PYC. I don't, I think since the beginning, I mean, PYC is 18 years old this August, which boggles my mind. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, that is unbelievable. Yes. Yes. So I've been with you since the beginning. Time. That's right. And so and I just want to say thank you. it's an incredible, yeah, thank you. And the, the people that it's a ripe and beautiful time for for women, for moms to connect, you know, we're, we crave that. Mm. Um, so we're, we're open to it. And that vulnerability that we bring to a group brings groups together. And so, um, it's always an honor to be a part of the groups that I run, whether it's there, I run them in a few different yoga studios and privately around, uh, around the city. And now virtually. So, uh, well, yeah. Well, those that are listening to this, time. if you want to spend some time with Jessica, and because we are running them virtually for God knows how long, um, <laughs> don't be shy about still joining our group, even if you're not in New York. In fact, I think we need support no matter where we are. Well, I want to thank you so much for really everything that you do and for your time today. Aww. Thank you, Deb, and thank you for everything you do as well. You really bring community together for a lot of people, and it's wonderful. Thanks. All right. We'll talk later. Be well. Bye. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.